Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gustic, your host, and today we have a guest that has been on the podcast before, so I'm super happy to invite her over again, Mackenzie Bigliazzi. Did I say that correctly? You did. That was quite impressive. <laughs> oh, Lord, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to see you again. You're so bubbly. You have so much energy. This is so good. <laughs> and people can see you, but you have beautiful, like purple hair. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm excited to be back. I was so stoked that you asked me to come back again. I will be on anytime you want me to be. <laughs> Absolutely. So good. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that people have been requesting a lot, which is relocating your business to a new market. And when I start getting like those DMs, I'm like, I don't know. I live on the same city forever. So let me let me see who has done this before. And then I realized that you move. So I'm like, perfect. This is going to be a great interview. So Mackenzie, yeah. for people that don't know you, what about you? Introduce yourself and you tell us a little bit about what you do. Yes, sure. So I'm Mackenzie. Um, I'm a Colorado elopement photographer and I specialize in uh, not so adventurous elopements. So clients come to me and they're like, we love these mountain backdrops, but we do not see ourselves reflected in the inspiration that we see on Pinterest. We don't see ourselves in the stuff that we see on Instagram. We are not big hikers. And I'm like, okay, bet. Here's all the places that we can go. And you'll look like you hiked eight miles. So, that's so you're the perfect person for me. Cause I'm like, I can walk. Yes. I, I'm tired. <laughs> I need to look, you know, it must look like it's like an epic adventure, but just like a parking lot distance walking. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll be here for you. <laughs> Amazing. You also are an educator. I'm an educator. So I specialize in one-to-one mentorships and coaching. Um, that's what really lights my soul up. Um, I actually have a teaching degree. And so I try to use... Uh, Teaching, traditional teaching was not for me. So I try to use it non-traditionally with combining business and my passion and helping other photographers get to where they want to be. Awesome. You have a really good Facebook group. So we'll make sure to link all that on the notes below. So talking about relocating to a new market, tell us a little bit, where did you get started and what are you now? Yes. So two years ago, a little over two years ago now, I relocated from Illinois to Colorado without knowing anybody here. Um, so where I started was I was kind of spoiled. So I planned a whole year ahead of my move. 
So this was 2019 pre-COVID, which was just so strange to even think about that world existing. Um, I moved right in the middle of the pandemic. So uh, elopements were blowing up, um, but not in Illinois. Illinois, that wasn't happening. Events were shutting down and people were freaking out. Mm -hmm. Um, My move happened because Colorado was just a place that me and my boyfriend, we both really, really enjoyed and kept coming out to. And we're like, well, instead of playing, paying for plane tickets, let's start paying for rent mm. <laughs> in that place that we love. So um, I sat down and I was like, okay, well, I have to move my business. Um, so I had the luxury of saying, okay, a year from now, we will move. So I'm going to start working on that right now. Um, I know a lot of people don't have the luxury of doing that. And like relocation is just kind of like random for them. And I'll go over the steps that I took once I moved here and that they can implement once they move to. Awesome. And you mentioned that you had your business in Illinois, but were in elopement. So not only you relocated to a new market, but also did you start it kind of like from zero on a new kind of like genre of photography? Yes, I did. Um, elopements was something actually that fell into my lap. Like I will be very honest and open about that is that I did not prepare to be elopements. Not that I didn't want to, I would I always loved elopements and the way they looked and the intentionality behind them. But in Illinois, that doesn't really exist. Uh, mm-hmm. People are throwing big, huge parties, um, which is great, good for them. But that's what I specialized in. When I moved out here, I am so open with my life on Instagram and on the internet that I think people saw me, my active lifestyle of going out and hiking and climbing and camping and doing all these things that people are like, hey, we trust you to kind of guide us through this process of being adventurous without so much adventure. <laughs> mm, I love this. So let's talk a little bit about the beginning of this. You had a plan. You're like, this is going to happen in a year. What were the steps that you started taking at that moment, right? Because I mean, you, you had a goal and you had to map out a, a success plan. But before yes. I ask you this, were you afraid? I was scared shitless. <laughs> okay. So did it cross your mind that you're like, we might be moving to a new city and I might have to do something else? I definitely had it in the, I was mentally preparing myself to have um, an, an alternative job just to kind of hold me over to pay my bills if that ends up happening. Because in Illinois, my life was shutting down. The events were shutting down. I wasn't working when I was planning all of this. Um but I was a teacher at the time. I was a mm-hmm. traditional teacher at a university. Um, so I had that kind of floating me along. And I was like, you know what? If I get out to Colorado and I need to pick up like a random part-time job or maybe teach a little bit, I need to prepare myself to change my mentality to be like, that is okay. That is fine if you need a supplemental job to pay for your bills. That is okay. That doesn't mean you're a failure. And I love that we touch on this because I feel like a lot of people are very afraid of that. They're like, oh my God, if I'm not a quote unquote full-time photographer, people are not going to take me seriously. People are going to think that I'm a a clown, which I think it's crazy because I'm like, nobody cares. And if you need a job to actually pay for your bills so you're not stressed and you're not in that scarcity mentality, that's what you got to do. Exactly. Exactly. And and that was a hard thing for me to get over was Because I was teaching mostly because I had just gotten my degree and I knew I needed experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't quite need the money. Like I still, I already had my business going, but I was like, I'm a brand new teacher with a degree. I need this experience to get a job later on down the line. Um, But it was hard for me to get past like 
okay, maybe I might just like pick a shift up like waitressing because I waitress for a very mm-hmm. long time, you know, and that doesn't mean I'm a failure. That just means I'm in transition and I need a little help to get through this transition. And I, and I do agree with you. I think that's a big mindset block that a lot mm-hmm. of people have, especially when it keeps them from being in a place that makes them happy. Cause like I went through the whole, um, change of going from like the Midwest to somewhere that truly makes me happy. And I accredit a lot of my mindset and like my grasp on my mental health because of the environment I'm in. I know when I was in Illinois, it was not a happy Kenzie. And here it's easy for me to have regulated mental health because I'm in a place that makes me happy. Now I think about all the time, what if I wouldn't have done it? What if I would have just been fearful of it? Mm -hmm. I'd be sad. I see. Okay, so let's get back to uh, what you did, right? The steps that you took when you, in this case, you knew that you have time. And I want, you know, a couple of the listeners, some of them know, right? Some of them are like, my husband is getting a transfer in, you know, six, eight months, or we are moving, you know, our family because we're going to be closer to family. But, you know, again, we have to like get our situation sorted out. So you do have, you know, let's say six, seven months uh, of planning. What would you do? Or what did you do? So immediately, right when I started, I got on Instagram and I started finding like-minded vendors. Okay. Um, not just everybody, um, but like-minded. So I paid attention to what they were posting, what their website looked like, what they were saying on their website. Um, and I tried to make sure I was connecting with vendors that were intersecting my own brand and business and mindset and clients. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I started getting familiar with the market. So the next thing I did was I'm gonna I started- I'm going to ask you something here to be really clear. When you said that you start, you know, connecting with these vendors, were you just following them or you actually send them a DM? So I want, I want steps. Yes, both. So okay. I went on and I found them um, and I actually ended up, so I would like send them a DM just letting them know I'm moving to the area. Mm-hmm. I would love to connect somehow. Um, and then I saw who responded and who didn't, uh, mm-hmm. because I was like, Oh, okay. Like you don't want to respond to my message. That's so strange. Um, so I paid attention to that. And then I took it to the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, I started emailing those vendors that I made connection with. They've responded to me. We vibed really well. And I offered free photos. Mm-hmm. So for like hair and makeup artists, they always want photos of them working or headshots. Um, that they never get because they're always behind the scenes. I offered free headshots. I offered free photos of like bigger venues because I wasn't sure if I was going to get into elopements or not. Mm -hmm. So I was connecting with everyone that was aligned with me and my business. Um, And I offered free photos and that connected me to a lot of people because not only am I connecting with them, I'm offering something that can benefit them, Mm -hmm. um, but also it gets me in to like meet them, has an excuse to meet them. And then they're sharing my photos and they're talking about me. Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing. Um, I also, um, while connecting with these people, this was kind of like an ongoing process. And this Mm -hmm. is happening even now, like two years in, I'm still kind of doing this to make face and make connections. Networking is like, it's so underrated. I know it's a lot of work, but it's so underrated. Um, So then after that, I started flying out to Colorado and I know a lot of people don't have this luxury of like going to the place that they um, are going to move to. But if you can swing it even for a long weekend and you can line up several shoots, do that. Um, And a lot of people overthink this step because 
you think styled shoot, you think setting up a shoot, I need to contact 8 million other vendors to be involved, but that's not true. What I did is when I was thinking about this, I started booking my flights, got those dates. Then I went to Instagram and I just stocked a bunch of hashtags and local businesses and saw who was there. Mm-hmm. And I ended up reaching out to those people. And a lot of those couples that I found modeled for me while mm-hmm. I was there. Um, so I did that. Um, and I just put it together. I was just like, wear what makes you feel comfortable. Some of the couples were already married. And I was like, would you mind putting on your wedding outfits again? Um, and then we would choose a location and I'd go out and shoot for free. And I would just do that because my website, I'd go on there and it'd be like Colorado wedding photographer, but it'd have like cornfields. Mm, <laughs> like, I you see. are not. <laughs> I see. I see. There was, it was not connecting. And another thing that's important. Okay. So you were planning all this on Instagram and then on your website, you immediately change it to the location that you were going to be moving to, even though you weren't there yet. I faked it for a whole year that well, I lived in Colorado. faking it because it takes a while for, you know, uh, SEO to kick in. And also people, true. Yeah. people that get married are booking, you know, within maybe a year in advance. So yeah. you're just prepping your future audience. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I was doing that. I changed everything. Nothing said Illinois. I did not want to be found in Illinois at all anymore. And then when couples inquired with me, I would get on a phone call with them to explain my situation because mm-hmm. I never wanted them to see, because I was still sharing my like daily life. And I was like, I don't want them to see something from Illinois and be like, what is she doing? Like, I thought she was Colorado. Mm-hmm. So that was a big step for me because I was, my process that worked for me at the time, at the price point I was at and stuff, people were just like booking through email. I didn't really mm-hmm. have to get them on a call. So that was a huge other step I had to do was like, being transparent and getting them on a call and being like, Hey, this is my situation. I'm for sure moving. There's nothing that will stop me. (laughs) Um, but I still live in Illinois and you might see that on my social media and they were all very okay with that. Um, none of, I didn't experience anybody that had aversion to that at all. What would you suggest for somebody that is perhaps scared to share, or maybe that gets Mm -hmm. a little bit of pushback from like the client, the future client being like, Oh, Oh, I thought you were here and you knew the area. Well, it was nice, but you know, we'd rather go with somebody that is local. What would you mm-hmm. advise? Mm-hmm. So sharing your daily life, that's always like a, a lot of people are scared of doing that. I think that once you start doing it and you start using it almost like a, like Snapchat, a lot of people have Snapchat and they share their daily lives. Mm-hmm. It lets the clients in on you and creates this bubble of trust. They already trust you. So by the time you get them on the phone call, they already feel like they know you and you explaining the situation they don't think anything about because they've already trusted you through seeing your life so much on social media. Um, When it comes to hiring local, that's something that like, honestly, you can't help. Um, That's something that some people are very, very like, they think that's very, very important to hire somebody local, Mm -hmm. which I will argue it is. That is where market research comes in handy because when I moved, when I was in the transition of moving my business, I wasn't charging the prices out here, like Mm -hmm. as I should, I was a little bit undercharging, but that's because I was compensating for the fact that I still live in Illinois. These people are taking a chance on me. Um, and I don't have a whole lot of experience in Colorado. So I, when I was doing that market research, I was like, oh, people are charging like 4k for six hours, let's say. And I was charging probably 2,800 for six hours. So 
there was a little bit of a difference in price. So I think when people saw the price and then all the stuff that comes along with it, the fact that I didn't live there yet, I didn't have a whole lot of experience. Um, those couples that committed to me mm-hmm. were like, yeah, that's a pretty good price for what I'm going to be getting. And we or like the risk that we're taking technically. Yeah, risk. Yes, exactly. Great word for it. Awesome. Good. Alrighty. So you change your website, you start connecting with people. What else did you do? I mean, um, that's a lot, but like, I don't know. <laughs> no, it is a lot. So, but it can't compensate for everything. So mm-hmm. the next thing was that actually, thankfully, one of my clients that booked me while I still lived in Illinois and they were getting married here in Colorado, mm-hmm. they brought up to me, they're like, yeah, we're glad you got us on a phone call. Cause we were really confused by your website. It had like, there was no mountains in any of the photos. Mm. And I was like, thank you for, I didn't realize that until they had said something Mm -hmm. because I didn't think about the buyer's journey and how they're looking for specific photos with mountains in them. So that brings me to when I started flying out to Colorado, I think I came out here twice for long weekends. They were nothing. Mm -hmm. I just looked on like the low fare calendar, got the cheapest flight I could. Um, I had one friend that she still lives out here thankfully she she let me her spare room while I lived out here or before I lived out here and I just did shoots the entire time the entire time I was here and flew back with a whole new portfolio that I just filled my website with um so that was yes it was really big now if you're moving from like Michigan down to like Tennessee you I mean like you know, the Midwest is the Midwest, but I was moving from the Midwest to the West where there are mountains and mm-hmm. I previously didn't have that. So my portfolio It's like if I were to move to Colorado and I have literally yes. not even a hill on my portfolio. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you just have to think about the environment you're going for too. Um, so while I was doing this, um, I also got online and I did that market research I brought up about like pricing and when clients were looking for me. This market research included, of course, pricing and like seeing where I land in the industry, but also trying to um, get a feel for popular places here in Colorado that people shoot at. Mm -hmm. Because if I can get in at those popular spots to start out, because we all want the spots that like we found and nobody else is Mm -hmm. using. Sure. But when you're first moving out here, if you go on and you search popular photo spots in Colorado, there's about- Mm-hmm. there's about five that come up consistently. So if you can get work out there and start coming up on those Google results. And then I started, so when I came out here to visit before I moved here, I shot at those popular places. Then I moved over to Google and I left a review for these locations with my photos. What? That is so smart. <laughs> You're like, this park is gorgeous. Look at this amazing photos. <laughs> That is exactly what I did. And I that said, is brilliant. I, I said, uh, I need to go and do this for every single venue I had photographed. Not only because, great, I mean, you just give me an idea. Not only in marketing research, but also because I do like working there and I do want them to get more business. Hello, yes. this is like the lowest hanging fruit. <laughs> yes. yes, people don't think of it, but I was like, you know, I know I was thinking about my process and how I was finding these places. And it was literally on Google Maps. And I was like, how can I show up on Google Maps? And then I was like, okay, I need to leave reviews for these places. This is it. This is all we needed for this episode today. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, we're done. <laughs> so good. And again, this is a tip that even if you're not moving, like go and leave a review for every single venue, because that's like the first 
thing that couples look for. Exactly. Especially as photographers. And like, even if you don't, if you're not a photographer, you're just in the industry, leave, leave reviews for those vendors you love to work with. Because if you love working with them, those clients are going to see your review and be like, oh, I want to hire that. One thing that I need to say right now, which I'm going through right now, is that Google reviews, sometimes they don't get posted. So listen to my little story here, a side story to your story. So I uh, worked this wedding and they had like, um, like this, this candle company was so amazing because the candles were like, not only beautiful, but they were like super safe. I'm like, nobody's ever going to tip this candle. Like this candle is not going to burn the flower. So I'm like, I need to leave a review. And I had beautiful images. So I went and I left this beautiful review with these beautiful images, posted everything beautiful. So I go and I check, you know, I'm still on my Google account. So I check and I'm like, the review is there. Love it. I wait. I mean, I am a person that I lead with gratitude a lot. And it's not like I need to be thanked for every single thing that I do. But like, if I'm leaving a lengthy review about how amazing you are, I do want at least an acknowledgement. Like, hey, we got it. Thank you. Well, like three weeks pass by and nothing from this company. And I'm like, hmm send them a little <laughs> I was like I was like hey how are you hey by the way I left you this beautiful review I don't know if you got it and I thought about this because I remember that it had happened to me with a couple so yeah. I'm like oh maybe this happened and I actually took a screenshot and I sent it to them she was like mortified she's like oh my god I never got an email let me check maybe maybe it went to spam I'm like hey no big deal and she's like uh I'm sorry but it's not on my account so I went into like a incognito page to their Google reviews and my review wasn't there. So I'm like, I'm like, damn it, Google. So I went and I deleted the review because I'm like, I'm going to delete it and repost it. I've done this three times. I changed the review. I have changed the photos and it still is not publishing this review. That is so strange. It is. So little side note here for all of you. When you leave a review, make sure that you follow up with like a little text or something so people know yes. that you left it. And also know that this is, if you Google this, it is like a very well-known thing that sometimes Google just don't post reviews. Huh. Yes. Well, now we know. Yes. <laughs> follow up on that. There you go. End of my story. Let's get back yes. to, you know. <laughs> Fortifying. Yes. Um, so, okay. So you, you did the reviews. What else did you do? Um, so then after that, I started focusing on, so this was more towards, um, let's say I had already moved here and it, it might be in the transition of like getting here to, uh, from Illinois. Um, and then when I moved into my apartment, I started connecting with local people. So I started branching out beyond my industry. Um, not just focusing on planners and venues and things like that. I was kind of burnt out on that. I was like, I've talked to a million people and now I'm kind of losing track of their names, which is never good. You know, you want very valuable connections. Um, so I was like, you know what? I need to start focusing on like where my clients would be hanging out. Um, so I started connecting with like local jewelry um, places, local businesses, like introducing myself when I go in, offering free photos when they want to. Um, and now I get to incorporate that when I work with my couples because a lot of my couples are like, some of them get up at sunrise and they're like, okay, after our sunrise elopement, can we please go get coffee and like some pastries so I can take them somewhere local. And then I can provide that local business with those photos, which is really fun. Yes. So connecting with those local people that have been here forever and offering something that you can do for them. Cause like we have a camera, we know how to work it. That's free for us. If we can take 20 minutes. I know we we sometimes get so caught up into like, I don't want to do free work, but 
Yes. Is it free when it's actually going to benefit you? Yes. Like for exactly. me, free work is like somebody contact me and it's like, oh, could you photograph whatever that I don't care that is not going to bring me any business in the future that I don't right. even care for the connection. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do this. Right. But if there is like an opportunity that I'm like, this is going to be interesting either for me as a photographer to learn something new yeah. or to connect with new people, then for me, it's not really free. It's exactly. part of the business. Exactly, exactly. And like when you do this, you start connecting with all these people who are local. They're going to start, they have tons of local friends and they start talking about you. And um, yeah, anyway, those local businesses, I think that's another part that people overlook because they're so focused on like getting their feet wet in the industry and like meeting all these people and having all these people know their name. But it's like, okay, but like you want to immerse yourself in the life of this new place that you're moving to. The best way to do that is connect with people who are already in that spot that you want to be in. Hmm. Absolutely. And also understanding that this is not going to happen overnight because I think that's, I think that's what people (laughs) don't like, you know, networking. They're like, I've been to an event twice and I haven't gotten any clients. Mm, Take you a little bit more. Exactly. And it's way more than just like going to the networking events. Mm -hmm. I've never once gone to a networking event. Um, I've never had good experiences with them. But what I have done is I've gone to local events where it's like, oh, this, this um, art market or this local Saturday morning market, or whatever, posting people's products I've bought, posting them my Instagram, giving them a shout out, loving on them. That gets that creates such a genuine connection when vendors see you supporting them in some way. And this, I also, I think it's worth mentioning that when I was offering these free photos, you're going to scroll on my profile forever and never see those photos, but you will probably see them in my tag. So Mm -hmm. it's not something I started advertising for like, Oh, I do branding and product. No, I only did that to meet people, um, to offer them something to show them like, hello, I'm here. And I really want to help your business. And I'd love for this to be a reciprocated energy relationship but you're not going to see those on my profile that doesn't mean you have to share them right I love that we got I asked on Instagram um if if somebody had any questions about this topic and actually maybe she asked how which is you know correlates to what we're talking about how can I find or create a welcoming photographer community in a new city which is pretty much what we just covered go out of the you know go go out yes and yes send DMs get uncomfortable this is what really what it comes down to because I'm also assuming that all the people that you reach out, I mean, maybe I shouldn't assume, but let's assume that sometimes people were like, well, thank you. No. Yes. Or maybe they didn't right. even reply. Right. Okay, right. Good. <laughs> and, and you can't take that personally because some people, like I noticed once I started immersing myself in this industry or this community, I'm sorry, um, that some people already have a photographer in their life mm-hmm. and they're just loyal. And that's totally cool. Um, and you can't take that personally. That doesn't mean you can't ever work with them in the future. There's lots of florists here that have like one photographer. They love the work of same with planners. You just can't take it personally. I've worked for a lot of planners here when I was like, before I was only doing elopements and some of them didn't even share my photos. That's not because they didn't like them. They told me they liked them. It just doesn't fit the aesthetic of their profile. And people are stuck on that too. (laughs) Absolutely. I do think that because, because this is like, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Like I'm on the other yeah. side of the of the receiving here. I do get a lot of DMs from photographers. They're like, hey, I'm gonna be in Miami. We'll love to connect. I am I'm a little bit of like an introvert. I don't like kind of like casually meeting new people, kind of like, oh yeah, Betsy, let's get coffee. Like I am not that person. So like yes. 
most of the times I just say like, hey, Miami's great. Hope you have a good time or whatever. I am because because the, the message is not really clear for me. Like I'm, I, I don't know. And that's just me, right? I think that if people right. were more like, hey, I'm going to be there. And this is kind of like, like, I don't know, like if you need a second shooter, this is how much I charge. Here is a gallery. Let me know. Then I would be more like, oh, this is like for me, like my brain takes this as like, yeah. absolutely. This is an opportunity. Let me see uh, yeah. for me. And this is just for me, like, the, like kind of like the beating around the bush doesn't work for me. Yes. So like maybe an advice, yeah. like if you're sending those kind of DMs and you're not getting the reply that you want, maybe you're dealing mm-hmm. with pragmatic people that want more like a straightforward <laughs> communication. Yes. That's a great thing to bring up because I was doing like, I was asking to go to lunch and coffee, but like some people were just like, I don't have time for that. Or maybe they just get asked a lot because there's, I'm in a very populated area. So I know there's a lot of us and there's a lot of energy to be shared and things like that. Um, But once I started offering, hey, I'd love to update your headshots. Hey, I went to your website. I love your website, but I noticed that you don't even look the same anymore. Like let's update those headshots. When you do something to benefit them or bring up their business, you're going to get a better response than just being like, you want to go get coffee? Because then they don't know. Like I get asked to coffee a lot because this is a big destination. A lot Mm -hmm. of people come here to visit. And sometimes I just have to pass because of that. Like, I just, I'm like, I would love to meet you, but I just don't like my energy levels are so hundred percent. Right like, I don't know what I'm walking into. Are you going to sell yes. me a used car? Are you going to talk about your car warranty with me? Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. You never know. And I never know how to navigate those things nicely. And I never want to come off like I'm not nice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel. So I'm like, Sometimes I give people were more direct without being like, I don't also want an, an email that says like, Hey, I want to be your second shooter back. Like, I don't know, like, right. a little, you know, like a little in between, am I asking for too much? Maybe. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Another thing I did while I was here, I saw like photographers that were doing what I wanted to do and I paid them for time. You know, like you can also reach out and be like, Hey, I'm moving there. I don't know if you offer mentorships because some people don't have that even offered on their website. But if you're like, Hey, I really admire what you do. I'd love to pay you if I could just like ask you a question, like some questions for like 45 minutes. And there were so many photographers that were like, wow, thank you for not DMing me and saying, Hey, can I pick your brain? Absolutely. That's another good one. (laughs) Yes. That was so good. Yeah. I did. uh, and it's always like a learning experience. Like you don't have to be, because I also feel like people be like, oh, I'm past that. Well, you're not, if you're moving to a new location, we're going to have to start from here exactly. again. Exactly. Exactly. You have to, oh, it's, it's infuriating when I see people taking mentorships and stuff from people who aren't in the place that they want to be. Mm. Um, like you have to start paying for education from people who are in the spot that you want to be. So like, I don't expect people to come and learn from me if they're doing like huge traditional weddings and they want like business advice, I'd be like, I'm not your girl, (laughs) but I can teach you how to shoot in an alleyway and make it look cool. (laughs) So um, yeah, just finding that person that's in the place that you want to be and connecting and prepare yourself that not everybody's friendly in the industry, especially the people who maybe have been doing this a long time. Um, That was a shock to me because I was in the Midwest. I feel like I feel like I knew everybody. I feel like everybody was very responsive mm-hmm. um, in a very a bigger area with a lot more people in the industry. That's not the case. And that was something I didn't prepare myself for. And sometimes I took it personally and that's not the case. Like sometimes it's just like, sometimes it's an ego thing. Sometimes it's like they've had a bad experience with people reaching out to them. They've gotten 
you know, screwed over. So you don't know the backstory, but just be prepared for that too. <laughs> That's good because that was one of the questions that I was going to ask you, like mentally, what are some of the things to be prepared, you know, when you're doing a, a, a relocation yeah. and rejection is one of the things that you need to be okay with. Yes. Yes. You know, it's it doesn't going mean you're bad. to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you're a bad soccer. It doesn't mean that you need to switch careers. It just means that person's just not your person and that's okay. Move on. There's tons of other people that will, would love to, you know, meet up with you or create a relationship with you. Or as I, you know, once again, playing devil's advocate, maybe you need to change your tactic. Maybe what you're using is not landing right. You might think that this yes. is the right way, but if you keep saying, I mean, I completely agree that people are going to say no. But if you yeah. ask 10 people and 10 of them say no, then maybe it's the way that you're dealing here. I think that if you ask exactly. 10 people and, you know, five say no, five say yes, I think you're in a good ratio. But, you know, if, if a lot, like the majority say no, then maybe reevaluate how are you approaching that? Yes, exactly. And I think, okay, this might be a hard truth. I don't know. Um, but there was a lot of times when I would mentor people and they'd be like, well, I've tried all these tactics that you've done um, and I'm just not getting anywhere. And, but I go to their portfolio and their work is just not up to par where mm. people are taking them seriously enough. And that's a really hard thing to reflect on is being like, how can I get better at this? I've taught a ton of mentorships. I've taught a ton of workshops. I know that I have a whole degree in photography. So I'm very spoiled in that aspect. And I didn't realize until I started working mentorships and workshops that a lot of people figure out three things about the camera and then are like going full force instead of learning the entire camera, how they can work it, how they can work the lighting and really honing in on their craft. I think that's a little overlooked right now because the industry is booming. Mm -hmm. All of us are busy. People who weren't busy before are now busy and you cannot reach them. So that's a hard truth that like, you know, that's up to the individual to really reflect on and be like, is my work up to par? Are people going to want my work on their website? Or is this something I need to work on and maybe hire a mentor to go over camera stuff with? Because the camera is capable of so many things that you have to know how they Absolutely. all work together. And also beyond the camera, um, styles, aesthetic, yes. things like that. Like you cannot be pulling um, weddings that are not like you, you cannot want to I'm not even going to say this just work you know just work your angle yes. you know be <laughs> humble about it it's always every, and I say it, I've been doing this for 11 years and I keep learning right I keep getting better at posing people I keep getting getting better at shooting with flash shooting in natural light like it's always learning and the more I learn always. the the better that my business gets yes Art. exactly exactly and like this goes back to when I was reaching out to others if I went to their profile, okay, so my work, in case um, people haven't seen it yet, it's a uh, grungy, moody, dark, okay? Mm -hmm. So if I went to a planner's site and they had a light and airy and blown out highlights, I would not even contact them. So I'm like, they're not, even if we vibe, they're not interested in what I have to offer them. A hundred percent. So I'm not going to hurt my own feelings. <laughs> because they, they also have a brand. They can like you a lot as a exactly. photographer, but they have a brand. And you have to respect that. That has nothing to do with us. And they didn't pick their brand thinking this is really going to make them mad. You know, like <laughs> they already have a brand. So that was another thing that went into to place here. And thinking about those local businesses I was reaching out to, I was keeping my clients in mind, but also my aesthetic in mind. Um, I'm not reaching out to, uh, this was an example I used in mentorship. Um, 
that I was not reaching out to like boutiques that sell sold children's clothes. I, I'm not serving family photography. So that would make no sense for me to reach out to them. Now that vintage like clothing place with a cocktail bar inside of it, that's a vibe that my clients can get down with. So there you go. being selective about that, but also open to all opportunities and like understanding how this will come back to you, your return on investment non-financially. That's hard to really get in tune with. I do think that one one thing that we didn't mention that I think, I mean, we mentioned briefly, but I think it's super important. It's obviously SEO. Like if you know you're going to move, just don't wait until you move there. Like change your SEO now because it's going to take some time for you to start showing, to start ranking and start creating content, you know, blog posts about the place Mm -hmm. where you are going to move. I would say that Mm -hmm. if let's, I don't know, let's talk about something crazy. Let's say that I'm moving to Japan in a year, right? It's not like I can jump on a plane for like a long way again to Japan kind of thing, but I would have to start maybe contacting all these vendors and venues and maybe writing little interviews about them. Doesn't mean that I, I mean, I cannot get photos, but at least I can get content from exactly. my website so and and you know start building those relationships so once I land in Japan I can actually do what I need to do for photos and all that and then add those to the content that is already exists on mm-hmm. Google I'm not gonna wait exactly. until I get there exactly that was a big thing I did I did because all the stuff is online like somebody before you has written about this already mm-hmm. so that is the beauty of this about Google and the you know era we live in But all these popular places in Colorado, some of them I hadn't even been to before, but I wrote what to expect when going to this place. And it might not have had photos. Um, It might have had some photos, but they weren't taken in Colorado, you know, like, but it was about how to navigate Garden of the Gods, what to expect from Garden of the Gods. That was on my blog and I was coming up and don't overthink it. This doesn't have to be like a series that you do. It doesn't have to, like when you said interviews, you don't have to continue those interviews once you get out here. If the, exactly. You know, they're doing, yeah, don't overthink it. These are all methods to get out here. But once you get into the location that you're moving to, things will start going smoothly if you have invested time into these other avenues of marketing. So pretty much we're not waiting until we get there to figure it out. Right. That would be bad, but it's doable. It would just not, you would be a little behind. Awesome. Alrighty. So Mackenzie, what are something that you're currently loving? I know last time you mentioned that you love ice cream. Uh, You're still loving ice cream? I am still loving ice cream. (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm still loving ice cream. Um, I am a very avid climber at the moment. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure that won't go away. I know. Um, I did not think, okay, if you ask any of my family, they'd be like, Kenzie doing athletic things. Like this is not a thing at all. Um, But I've noticed that climbing helps me untangle or detangle my brain and my thoughts. Because when you're climbing, you cannot think about anything besides where's my hands and my feet. And am I going to (laughs) fall? Absolutely. So for mental health, it's become a huge outlet in my life um, beyond just reading because I'm a huge reader, but climbing actually like I have to concentrate and I can't think about any of the other stressors in my life or the Every- realities I'm making up. <laughs> when I see your stories in the gym, in the climbing gym, yes. I'm, I, like I always tell my husband, I'm like, I want to go to a climbing gym. He's like, mm, yeah. okay. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, you know, like for me, life after COVID has been uh, like, I don't like to go anywhere. So that, that's where yes. I am at. But, yes. but eventually I'll make it to the, to the gym for the climbing gym and, and cry because that's what's going to yes. happen. Yes. 
<laughs> you should definitely try it. I agree. I'm with you there with like not wanting to go places, but the climbing gym, I feel good in, feel safe in, and I feel mentally well when I leave. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is the most important. Where can people yes. find you, Mackenzie? So I'm on Instagram at Mackenzie underscore Bigliazzi. I'm literally the only person that will come up under that name. So there's not going to be any confusion. Um, I'm also, I have a website that you can contact me on and see all of my coaching and mentorships on. Um, I used to have a Facebook group, but that recently closed. Oh, okay. Yay. Oh, that, mm, yes. Sorry about that at the beginning. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It literally just happened a couple of weeks ago. Me and my partner, Victoria St. Martin, um, business partner, we like, got together and we were just like, Hey, we think that we really love coaching and mentorships like privately. Um, and this group is becoming more of like a place where people are giving referrals and asking what camera to use. And that's not what we intended mm. for it. So now we're focusing in on coaching and mentorships, Victoria St. Martin. She's amazing. She's in Chicago. She is still teaching. So am I that did not change, but our Facebook group did, but I'm on my stories every day, as you've already talked about. So if people want to get to know me or send me a DM, I'm always on there. And I reply to every message I get besides if you're looking for a sugar baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for putting that disclaimer out there. Okay. (laughs) Have you gotten those messages? No, 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 no. Oh my gosh. The vibe that I put out is like, don't, don't message me. That's the vibe that I put out. I've been getting robots like in my messages and still have my friends and I'm just like no we're not oh you know why that. I think I have a setting that people cannot really co- like it's oh. like things that you that you that you can blog bots or something like that oh yes yes I don't know how I did it but I know I did it because I was getting a lot of like random like hi I'm like yes mm, no no yeah not high <laughs> I need to go in and redo my settings then yeah <laughs> there you go well it was lovely talking to you you always have so much energy you have so much knowledge you give us amazing tips that even if you are not relocating you can use like the google reviews with photos yeah. uh, that I'm gonna do later on today and so happy to talk to you same same it's been wonderful awesome Mackenzie thank you so much for uh being a guest here of the podcast we love you and for all of you that listen all the way to the end thank you so much you guys are amazing don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes where the reviews are always posted I don't have to go chasing them and (laughs) and, uh, that's it pretty much talk to you soon until then ciao Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.